This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Uh, Jensen. Mm-hmm. What's the name of this game? Well, this game is something that I've stumbled upon noticing that many of the bands who played on Warp Tour this year sound exactly like Twilight Zone episodes. So okay. this game is called Warp Tour Band or Twilight Zone Episode. Warp Tour Band or Twilight Zone Episode, oh don't you know? No! One's a band from a music festival, the other one is a TV show. Warp Tour Band or Twilight Zone Episode, oh don't you know? No! So let's find out which one is which on the Kevin and Bean Show. It's such a shame that Warp Tour is now over, finished, done. Is it? it? Is it a shame? It is because Omar, right there with his band, sounds like they could have played Warp Tour. I, I feel like every single one of them is some sort of emotional, like you know, uh, a tough feeling for birds. Like, right, the I mean? birds are dying, though, Jetson. I mean, that's also a band, or it's a Twilight Zone episode. You can't <laughs> right. tell the difference between the two things, and I'm here to prove that that's the case. Well, okay. I'm going to tell you that I have followed uh, Warp Tour uh, peripherally over the years. Obviously, K-Rock has been involved in a bunch of the tours, particularly in the early days. Yep. And I am a fan of the Twilight Zone, but I can say I've never committed any episode names to memory. So I think I'm going to be pretty worthless at this game. How about you, Allie? I will be what's less than worthless. Okay. All right. I mean, a pocket, per- a pocket person? Yeah, you're going to be a pocket person? <laughs> I'm going to be a pocket person. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, let's start it. Uh, this one, again, the, the game, this is either a Warp Tour band mm-hmm. or an episode of The Twilight Zone. All right, got it. The Trade-Ins. That sounds like a band to me. It sounds like a Twilight Zone to me. Well, it's a Twilight Zone episode. Yes! Whoa, yeah, just Allie. like that. The right Trade-Ins. That is a Twilight Zone episode. Okay, here we go. Ready? Great American Ghost. I'm going to say band again. I'm going to go band on that as well. You guys got that one. That is a band. Okay. So I feel like I'm basically giving you two easy. I felt those were kind of easy. Okay. You got one wrong with trade-ins, but let's, let's, let's pop it up. I got trade-ins right. Let's point it up. Yeah. A passage for trumpet. Hmm. That is the zone, I think. That is a band. That is... A Twilight Zone oh, episode. Hey, all right. All right, think, here we go. I, I think we got, we're in a, t- are we in we're a tie tied game up, now? Yeah. Okay. Tied up. Okay. How about Black Leather Jackets? That wants to be a band, but I think it's too obvious. So I'm going to say Twilight Zone on that one. It wants to be a band. It's too obvious, which brings it right back to being a band. Twilight oh. Zone episode. <laughs> It's very Dang difficult. It. These are very difficult. Jensen, All right. uh, I'm curious now if you know, what was the episode Black Leather Jackets about? Any idea? Oh, I think it's about pants. <laughs> Just about like <laughs> um, like khaki pants. Sure. Okay, here we go. 90 Years Without Slumbering. Mm. Way, way zone. Way zone. See, no. No, that's a band. Twilight Zone! Oh! Yeah! <laughs> 
flipping these around. Here we go. Here's another one. Sincerely me. Sincerely, uh, comma, me. That's uh, got emo all over it. I'm going to say Warped Tour Band. I'd say Band too. You got that one. That's all a Warped right. Tour Band. That's probably a band who uh, gets emotional, mm-hmm. has tight mm-hmm. pants, yeah. right. sells a lot of merch. Okay. Sure. And may wear black leather jackets, by the way. Here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Heart for Hire. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Twilight Zone. I feel like it's such a dumb band name that I hope it's Twilight Zone. Warped Door! Oh, no. Vans, the shoe company, has probably paid for them to be on a stage. Sorry, band. It's a good name. All right, here we go. <laughs> Everyone dies in Utah. Oh. Oh, that's a good one, Jetson. That Thank is you. a good one. Thank Everyone you. dies in Utah. Man, I am split. I am going to say Twilight Zone. I'm going with band. That's a great band name. Get your lip piercings into yes! Warped Tour Band. Yes! Pretty good one. Uh, we got two more left. Here we go. Okay. Young Man's Fancy. Zone. Definitely Zone. Zone it up, baby. All, All right. right. Last one. Here we go. Ready? Uh, what's the score right now? Uh, Ali, do you you've have got six. I've got five. Oh, oh God. This yeah. could tie it up. All right. Well, I was going to joke and just say Papa Roach, but now we really have to do it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Eight Graves. Eight By the way, graves. I think that's a stumper in my field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely uh, either way. Eight that's, Graves. That's a band. Um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to tie me by giving the, the other answer, because I don't know. So I'll just say Twilight Zone. Warp Door, yeah! baby! I hope well you got done. your stuff from Journeys and Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah! Hi, Well done. This has been Warped Door Band or Twilight Zone. <laughs> Warped Door Band or Twilight Zone episode, oh, don't you know? No! The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Are you serious? Are you serious? K-R-O-Q. Hey, Dave. What's up? Dave, uh, the King of Mexico, is a Clipper fan. I, I think he's more of a Laker hater no. than a Clipper fan. No, okay. you're wrong. But uh, he does a song about the Clippers almost every year. Yeah. And most of the time they're bad. I'd like to recap some of his older ones, and then we got a new one for you. All right? This is the first one. It's called Clipper Nation's Back. The Clipper Nation's Back. Yeah. The Laker fans don't know how to act. Yeah. Awesome. So I uh, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, this is Welcome to Clipper Life. Welcome to the Clipper Life. This ain't the same team, but I hold on to my dream. A championship rings the Clipper Life. This team is blue collar. Don't make them big dollars. Still make the fans holler. Here's my thing, though. Yeah, You're not that's... really looking for championships because it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So next one is ones. Clipper's going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> brings the team can't go wrong with bands like me that's right that's right clippers gonna be all right yeah then clippers run this town i love that one that's a good one that was a good one uh this is clippers run this town c-l-i-p-p-e-r-s this is clipper nation pledge your allegiance put your jersey on put on anything put on anything (laughs) by the way listen yeah it's the worst direct lyric from jay-z 
Okay, Boom. fine. Has, uh, yes. Clippers don't run this town, just for the record. They did that year, they're, by the way. They're they did worse that year. than every other sports team they in town. They did that year. But oh, I, they, they won the NBA championship that's that year? That's awesome. No, I didn't they know ran that. this town. I do like the idea that the chances of the Clippers winning a championship are just as likely as you getting a Grammy one day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, next one was Clippers in Paris. Clippers ball so hard, you know where to find me. Laker fans keep trying me. I got the Clipper Nation standing right behind me, so you can't deny me. Ball so hard, I couldn't believe. When the news came down, we got TP3. And just like that, at the drop of a hat, the team turned into Lob City. Has anyone, thought, has anyone thought that maybe Dave is the curse on the Clippers? <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, Please. Wow. The first, Please. The first time he doesn't make a song, they win the championship. <laughs> and this is the latest one. It's called Clipper Gang. Beer, beer, mug on the beat. Clipper Gang, Clipper Gang, Clipper Gang, Clipper Gang, Clipper Gang, Clipper Gang, Clipper Gang. Clipper Gang. Staples Center where they play. Clipper Spirit lead the way. 114 cheer all day. Oh. King of Mexico all. I really I like, that one. like that. Yeah. <laughs> so far, I haven't heard anything bad. So yeah, uh, Jensen, how do you uh, how do you rate uh, Dave as a as a rapper? Uh, not good. Uh, I mean, listen, he his enthusiasm brings him up a bit. Does he? He commits. He mm-hmm. fully commits. But I, I don't think technically he's a very good. Rapper. Well, we now, see him on Drop the Mic next season. Oh no, no, <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. Maybe now, in the crowd. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> now you helped him with this new song. Uh, yeah, this this year I am a diehard Clipper fan. I had season tickets for decades, uh, and I I am always as a as a child of divorced parents. I always have optimism for no reason, uh, <laughs> and I think the team is always yeah. good. And so I joined in. I, I have a cameo. In this. Allie was upset when she heard that. Yeah. She said, "Why Jensen got a good that up?" Yeah, yeah. I, I think got a she good said. It up. <laughs> well, I let him. I let him. Uh, well, oh no! Drown it, up first. It's, okay. uh, yeah, it's actually worse because then it really shows how bad I am. <laughs> oh, and so, okay, good. So you're gonna hear the bad, and then here comes. The I'm good. a bit of a lifeguard. I yes. pull him out of the ocean. <laughs> All right, good. Uh, what's the name of this one? This one is Clippers. I love them. The Clippers are my team. I love them. I love them. The Clippers are my team. I love them. I love them. The Lakers have a king, they still nothing, still nothing. The Clippers are my team, I love them, I love them. Why are you trying to act like you're not down with the Clippers? Don't pretend like you weren't rapping Clipper Nation last year. You hate us because you ain't us. The Clippers are my, I'm really pumped, I like a sick dunk. I'm really pumped, I like a sick dunk. I'm really pumped, I like a sick dunk. I like that we suck, the mascot is Chuck. Walk on New Clam City with Mr. 94 Rules. Toby and Bobby will keep dancing on you fools. My man Montrez will bring that hustle and fear. Shake, you'll just Alexander is that rookie of the year. The Clippers are my... Yo, J-Train, why don't you drop some knowledge on them? <laughs> I mean, I've been a fan for over 30 years, so... It's not like I'm just going to give up. Um, still with you. <laughs> bong, bong. It's time for my favorite sport. This is a rebuild of sorts. We used to lob city, now we rush into court with a brand new squad. They need our support. We drafted Jerome and Shy. And Gortat seems like a good guy. The West is really tough, but we continue to try. There's still a small chance that we sign Kawhi. And Beverly is back. Harris is ready to impact. With Lou off of the bench, it seems action packed. And we finally got rid of Austin Rivers' contract. So now we hope to break through. Let this act as your preview. So even if we end up coming in too, I'll be outside Staples yelling out LeBron who? The Clippers are my team. I love them. You know, I'm glad you're overlooking the Clippers. They still the best team in L.A. Right? And they're going to make the playoffs and go all the way. Oh, 
Shout out to Ralph Lawler, Dave the King of Mexico, J Train, Clipper Nation, we out. Woo! Our fire! Are we at LeBron who yet? Oh, I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really sweet that you guys talk about championships. I like that. Yes, yes, yes. The Lakers, where NBA goes to die. They're the MLS of the NBA now. Boom! All right. What does... What? What, is, what does that even he's mean? He's standing on his chair. What is he doing? <laughs> I don't understand. These DJs are superstars. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. It's time for B-Mix's guest. guess. B-Mix's guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. B-Mix's guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Penis a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just wanna tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for B-Mix's guess. Yes. I found this uh, list interesting. We all uh, enjoy fast food. Business Insider has put out their annual list of the top 10 Fast food chains in America ranked by sales. All right. So this isn't by location. This isn't by who thinks what is the best fast food location. This is just by the amount of sales they have, money that they bring in. Top 10 fast food chains in the U.S. by sales in 2018. Kevin, you're at the head of the table. You get to go first. What say you? A&W. Why do you do this? Why do you sabotage the I'm game? Sabotage. That's a great guess. Try a guess that is possibly in the top ten. Okay. McDonald's. It is number one. Yes, McDonald's. Is See, the most that wasn't as fun. It was the most <laughs> successful fast food chain in America with $36.4 billion in yearly sales, by the way. Wow. And that was before the Szechuan sauce. Right? All right. You were on the board. Michael Catherwood. I'm going to go with Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. I'm sorry. No, that number 15 on the list. Oh. Not inside the top 10, but an excellent guess. Miss Ellen McKay? Uh, I'm not sure if this would even count mm-hmm. as fast food because you normally think of it as coffee, but a Starbucks. Allie, number two. Wow, I wouldn't no. have even thought of Starbucks as fast food. With $14.8 billion, quite a, dri- a drop, by the way, from McDonald's. But, yes, Starbucks, number two, well done. Thank you. But that's because every cup of coffee is 30 bucks, right? Sure. So they don't, they don't have to sell a lot to make that kind of cash. All right, Kevin, you're up. I'm going to say Burger King. Uh, Burger King is number five. Boom! Nice, Kevin. Well done. It's been a long time since Kevin's had two in a row, ladies and The only and person with no points, Psycho Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm All right, Mike, things. what do you got? Subway. Yes. Subway is number three. Boom. Oh, you, you guys right. are good. Boom. Already one, two, three, and five. Fast well food is done. our world, Bean. Apparently so. Alan McKay. I'm shocked Kevin hasn't said it. Taco Bell. Sure, I got it on my list. Only number four. <laughs> Taco Bell, by the way, was the big news of this year's survey. They moved up to number four, surpassing Burger King as number five. The uh, re- research firm Technomics says it's a result of their Locos Tacos, their Nacho Fries, and their Quesaritos. So uh, they have been surging upward. So Taco Bell, number four. So there you go. You got the top five already, you guys. Uh, Kevin, I believe you're up. Tony Romo's. <laughs> Tony Romo's, ladies and gentlemen. What a pull. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Michael. All right. Wendy's. Number six. Yeah. Look at you. Really? Did you guys all read this list before we started? No, it's fast food. That's where I live. Wendy's is $9 billion a year, you guys. Alan McKay? Ugh. See, this is tough because I don't think they're everywhere. 
mm-hmm. but I think they do a killing. Chick-fil-A. Uh, Chick-fil-A is number eight. Wow. Look at you. Boom. Wow. Because and that's I didn't with... think Wendy's was everywhere, so then yeah. maybe Chick-fil-A would be. Chick-fil-A, by the way, and that's with being closed on Sunday. They still come in in the top ten with $8 billion in sales a year. All right, let's go around one more time. KF Mother F and C. I, that's a, I would have said the same oh, thing. Oh, you son of a bitch. Number 14. <laughs> oh, number that's 14 ridiculous. I'm sorry. I can't that's help That's absurd. It uh, did not make the top ten. I hate yet. this list. <laughs> Mike, your final guess, please. Mostly open 24 hours. I believe it's a national chain. I'm going to go with Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box came in at number 19. Ow! Allie, your final guess. Is pizza considered fast food? Why don't you tell me? I mean, I would guess so. Then Domino's has to be, right? Number 10, ladies and gentlemen. I believe Allie McKay is our winner, you guys. She is our winner, yes. Champion. Um, Thank you. Here's the top. I've got a couple more guesses. what, What else do you have well, I was going to say Dunkin', but I don't think they're Dunkin' Donuts everywhere. was number seven on the list, by the way. Holly, <laughs> another point. No, you don't get credit for that. <laughs> here's uh, here's your top twenty real fast. Uh, number twenty, Popeyes. Number nineteen, Jack in the Box. Then Little Caesars. Dairy Queen was at seventeen. Arby's sixteen. Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's fifteen. That's that restaurant, depending on what part of the country you're in. Then KFC, Sonic, Chipotle, oh. Panera Bread. Then Domino's. Pizza Hut, Chick-fil-A, Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, Pizza Hut, Dunkin' Donuts, Wendy's, Burger King, Taco Bell, Subway, Starbucks, and McDonald's. I would say you are all excellent at this game, but Allie is the winner. This has been B Makes Us Guess. B Makes Us Guess, yeah. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. They're idiots. We have a serious problem. In fact, so serious that I think... And I think, Ali, this was your idea Mm -hmm. that we shouldn't have to work under these conditions. And we need to file a formal complaint... Mm -hmm. With HR. Absolutely. 100%. Does anyone know how to file a formal complaint? No, but I said, Dave, (laughs) let's talk to Karina. We need to file a formal complaint. Yeah, let's find out. Hi, Karina. Welcome back to the Kevin and Bean Show. How are you? <laughs> good morning. I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. You uh, you still married, by the way? I remember we talked to you when you had that uh, <laughs> that sneaky weekend wedding here at the radio station. You guys still together? We're still married, still having a baby. Everything's good. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Are, you. You, you are our HR person. You are our actual contact to go to when we are having troubles with other employees here at the job, right? Yes. Okay. Karina. <laughs> Did you see the email that went out from Chris, we won't use any last names here, on Monday congratulating somebody named Crystal for getting a promotion? Did you see that email? I did see that email. All right. It went out to the whole company. Right. Did you see the jackholes who then decided to (laughs) congratulate said Crystal by using the reply all feature on their email so that every goddamn one of us had to read every goddamn email? I did see that, and I uh, put a stop to it about 30 minutes after it happened. Congrats to somebody who absolutely deserves it. Yay, congrats, Crystal. Easy now. Then the good guys win. Congrats, Crystal. All reply all. Yep. Um, When you say that you stopped time. does that mean, Karina, that you have the power to go in and turn off that feature for somebody's email? I don't, but I reached out to the IT manager and said, hey, we used to have this feature turned off. What happened? Mm-hmm. Because we need that back on right now. <laughs> oh, God that, bless you, Karina. She already took care of Karina's it. Karina's amazing. I mean, wow. uh, Kevin, Kevin, you want to explain again for people who don't know why the reply all feature was turned off originally? 
All right. <laughs> that um, was great, by the way. Originally, our IT guy sent out an email to the entire company saying, we're going to have a fire detector uh, warning. It's mm-hmm. just a like test. A drill. It's a drill. Mm-hmm. It's a test. Don't worry. There's no fire. It's just a drill. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen at 1015. So then I replied all and said, <laughs> Hey, everybody, just so you know, I'm going to start a real fire at 1014. Just because I thought that was funny. It is funny. And then, and, then, and then Reply All got shut off right after that. The guy called me and said, listen, I have to stop the Reply All now because of that. Because of you. Yes. And I said, I thought that was funny. Well, I mean, God bless you in the long run. But damn. <laughs> Karina, you deal with a lot of issues here at work. What's going through the mind of a person like Mike or James or Pat who think it's appropriate to hit Reply All for their congratulations to Crystal to go out to the whole company? What is it they're thinking? I don't know. I wish I could tell you. Like, just hmm. send an email directly to Crystal. I mean, that yes. would be nicer. And it right. would make the rest of us wouldn't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So you've already turned off the feature. That's great. I think where we're at now in the conversation is we need to discuss what kind of damages we are due. I mean, right. I feel yeah. I feel like there needs to be some sort of a compensation. Mm-hmm. I well, there was emotional it's... trauma. I know yeah. that. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. It, I, I feel like this somehow goes into like a hazardous work condition. Oh, deal, good. Right. Right. So emotional trauma. It's it it's. Work conditions we can't even deal with. Right. It's also so. bullying, by the way. I'd like to. I don't want to. You know. I don't want to jump on the first lady's uh, bandwagon mm-hmm. here, but it's also bullying, and I mm-hmm. think that's inappropriate for a professional workplace as well. So, what do you think, Karina? Days off or just extra cash in our paycheck? How do we put that into cash? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's say a few days off is fine. Oh, fantastic. few days off. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody. Head of HR. <laughs> All right, Karina. Once again, you continue to do the best work in the company, and I'm glad Thank that you're you. there as a resource for us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All Always right. a pleasure. Okay. Thank you. Bye now. Bye. The Kevin and Bean Show. It's cool. I'm guessing it's many things. Cool is probably the one thing it's not. It's not. The world famous K Rock. I'm very excited about this. I, I always love learning about something that I know nothing about. And I feel like I'm odd man out here because Allie apparently has been a fan of this for years. Kevin, you recently got into it. And uh, I, and I want to hear all about it. I've loved cheese rolling since the first video I saw. <laughs> cheese rolling. Cheese rolling. <laughs> Is a thing. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the uh, the race where you carry your wife, that's in Finland. That's well known as a Finnish thing. Where is cheese rolling done? It is in uh, England. Okay. And it's the exact same hill every single time. Yeah. Okay. And it's been going on for over 200 years. <laughs> is, uh, is it based on some sort of historical event? No one knows because there's no organizing body. It's like the cheese rolling Illuminati. I don't know. I went into a deep dive and I was looking for play-by-play like you can find with all other weird sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's at least organized and they have organizers and they have, if they broadcast it, they have play-by-play, whatever. This doesn't have that. It's just a bunch of idiots mm-hmm. going up to the top of a hill that's way, way, way too steep to run down. Yeah. And then they just roll a roll of cheese down and everybody mm-hmm. runs after it and kills themselves. Yeah. Yeah, like when we did uh, the the spotlight on uh, chess boxing recently, 
they were able to show where it began. Who's right. the guy who started it and how it grew and what the organization is and how the matches are and what the rules are and everything like that. But this is just all willy-nilly people running after yes. cheese. It's the weirdest thing I've you ever know, seen. I hate anything that's willy-nilly. I know, but I think you would love this. Um, oh. This is basically, there's a dude with a bullhorn. This is the whole organization. A dude with a bullhorn and a wheel of cheese. And he pushes the wheel of cheese down the hill and then he gives the signal for everybody to run after it. And there's a crowd of, I don't know, 15,000 people. Mm -hmm. People come from all over the world to this. After the first time they put it up on YouTube, Mm -hmm. people saw it like Allie did and I did. And they were like, I'm in. Yeah. And from Brazil, like from all different places. Why didn't other countries start their own wheel of cheese? Celebration. I mean, it's cheese Why rolling, all first of all. Okay, right? cheese rolling. Okay. Right. God, have some respect. Don't I be mean, insulting, if, for if God's sake, man. Why go to England? You can just start your own cheese roll. Because it's such an awesome thing. That's why. Okay. It's such an awesome thing. So <laughs> I couldn't figure out exactly where it came from or how it works. So I went to National Geographic, and they had a special where they featured the cheese roll. And this is their very, very dry announcer telling us, all about the cheese rolling. Cheese rolling started about 200 years ago. In the- I just want to bring that up. <laughs> 200 years ago. Oh. This has been going on since the 1800s. And I would like to point out that Kevin has put more time into yes. this than any vote he's ever cast in a single election <laughs> in this country. That's because I keep up with voting, Pete. Right. <laughs> okay. So here she is. Cheese rolling started about 200 years ago in the English town of Brockworth. First, the competitors come together at the top of Cooper's Hill. Then, someone pushes a very large wheel of cheese down the hill. I love how she's just reading it straight like yeah. it's completely normal. Totally a mm-hmm. news story. Then, somebody <laughs> pushes a wheel of cheese down the hill. How do you not laugh when you say that? <laughs> and after that, the competitors run after it. The cheese rolls down the hill at more than 60 kilometers per hour. The first person to arrive at the bottom wins. Right. What's the prize? The wheel of cheese, of course. They take it like such a straight news mm-hmm. story. Yeah. All right, so uh, now that it got out on YouTube and people are coming from all over the world, the police step in and uh, they say, whoa, 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 everybody. Somebody's going to get hurt. There's liability. There's uh, lawsuits. Down with the popo on this right, one. Right, <laughs> right. But they entirely stopped it for one year <gasps> because, and this is my favorite part, they tried to find the organizers and they couldn't. <laughs> The police were told there are no organizers. It's just a thing we all meet at the top of the hill and do. Right. It clearly there has to be somebody that organizes when it's happening or how or something. I think it's just known that it's isn't it the spring bank holiday? So it's the same time now every year. So you just mm-hmm. meet up there. But say- you think in two hundred years there's no one in charge of anything? I'm sure there's an email blast. Right, sure. But the police <laughs> couldn't find who was behind it. Well, they're not good at their which job. Which is awesome. So somehow the cheese rolling community is able to keep themselves anonymous. <laughs> and now the police don't know what to do because they can't go after the, the organizers. Right. So they go after the cheese maker that makes the wheel of cheese. No, sir. Yes. And so this guy goes and interviews the cheese maker about the police threatening all of the lawsuits of all of the people who get injured 
on the guy who makes the cheese. In America, the way they get around this is they refuse to issue permits. They don't allow you, even though we have freedom of assembly in this country, they just don't allow you to have more than a certain number of people in a location without prior approval. Right. That's how they would stop it. And this is 15,000 people. Yeah. So yeah. the cops shut down traffic. They closed the road in an attempt to stop this from happening. Come on. And these two guys that were going to the cheese roll, and I have two more clips, these two guys that were going to find the cheese rolling, they found a bus that seemed to be going in that direction, so they jumped on it. We found a bus that's running to the, the hill, but basically the cops have shut down traffic on the road, and so everybody's piling into this one double-decker bus. It's crazy. It's like it's a very international crowd. Everybody's super young, and lots of Japanese here. There weren't only Japanese. There were Brazilians, Canadians, Spaniards, a ton of and an envoy of Dutchman on a special mission. The Dutchman on a special mission had a roll of Gouda because they heard that the cheese Just roll guy case. might be in trouble. <gasps> Smart. Right? Brought his own cheese. So he brought a wheel for them to use. Nice. So nice. there's no organizers. It's been going on for 200 years. The police are trying to shut it down and can't. Mm. Kevin has never known more about one topic in his life. That is true, and I'm <laughs> fine with it. And here, finally, because there's no announcers, there's right. no television crews, there's no anything. Here's a little play-by-play by Ozzy -play Man, and uh, this is him doing play-by-play -play for the cheese rolling. It's that time of year again. It's the cheese rolling championship in the UK. This guy has it perfectly under control. Yep, now nah, there goes the cheese. A pack of determined kids are battling to get their hands on it. This Sheila is breaking away in the front. She's implemented a loose rag doll. I don't give a f about my spine and neck strategy. I mean, <laughs> just like a... just. Crazy yeah. head over yeah. heels. She's out of control 100%. Right. Yeah, it sounds brutal. This fella has been inspired by Tom Cruise doing his own stunts, and I think he's knocked himself out. He was knocked out. Do you know what day it is, mate? Any idea? Not a clue. I can hear this hill singing the Foo Fighters. Done, done, and I'm on to the next one. Done, done, and I'm on to the next one. Is that wanker there wearing Speedos? <laughs> Yes. This f***ing nutcase here is the one to beat, though. Oh, there's Deadpool. I wouldn't be surprised if the Fox marketing team genuinely sent him here. It was actually a guy in a Deadpool costume. Awesome. So, so these people dress up like the Boston Marathoners. Yeah, Not as much, but yeah, yeah. there are a few people there that this do it. This bloke in the yellow is beating the cheese. Do you catch it? Do you beat it? I have no idea. <laughs> he was running past the cheese roll. And, like, who... There's no rules, so... Are you supposed to stop because you're ahead of it or, or oh, grab no. it? Oh, no. You just want to be the first one down. Yeah, you don't want to be offsides, Kevin. I see where you're going. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, this mad bastard has also implemented the I don't give a f about my neck and spine strategy. His backpack decides to go solo and comes to a stop. That is a smart backpack that f***ing values its life. This here is the look of a cheese athlete who needs a knee reconstruction. This guy's just scooting down on his butt just little by little. He's playing it safe. He knows he can get cheese on special at the supermarket. There's no need to break any bones. I mean, come on. Right? I, cheese rolling. I feel like maybe next year. We need to go. We need to go and cover this. I right? love it. Yes. Bean, you guys have fun. You should run it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like any of them. The Kevin and Bean Show. How can you say that, bro? So maybe they're not politically correct, but it's funny. <laughs> K Rock. All right.
right. Um, Allie. How did we first get on the very awkward and uncomfortable for you topic about your parents and all the boning they've been doing? Well, we didn't start out as a boning topic. It was the last time Jensen was filling in. We were talking about how our parents are so bad at social media or anything technological. And my parents, when they take a nap, they send an email and they just write in the subject line, nap. And then about an hour later, I'll just get another email that says, over. So that's so I don't call them while they're napping. And then someone ruined uh, my day, nay, life, because an Afro caller decided to tell me they were not indeed napping. And I think uh, here's that call. Oh, Allie. Oh, Allie. That is so sweet that you think your parents are actually napping when they say they're napping come on you know they're getting it on oh yeah they're bumping uglies and uh for your dad to go an hour and say it's over that's pretty impressive wow <laughs> your uh your mom's one lucky lady this is such a creepy voice <laughs> she ruined my life that woman ruined my as life as if the subject matter needed more creepy feeling <laughs> she's like and your dad is so lucky <laughs> So you heard that, and now, of course, the image is in your mind forever. Mm -hmm. And then you have to start thinking, wait a minute. Even if I believe they're napping Mm -hmm. when they send the emails, are they still having sex? Every day I get that email, and every day I go, ah. Every day, Allie? (laughs) Wow, what a lucky woman. We we really, I think I speak for everyone when I say Mm -hmm. Those of you lucky enough to have parents, we don't want oh. you. We don't ever want our parents to be having sex, right? Ever, right. ever, ever. We want to believe that the last time they had sex was when we were conceived, and then they said, "Okay, that's it. We've done our our business, yeah. and, and we never have to do that again." Right. But that's uh, not what's going on at your house and your parents' house in Maine. I'll tell you that. And they oh, feel God. compelled to email you about it. Uh, but again, they're just they're just telling me they're napping. Hmm. So. Um, every time you talk to your parents now, it mm-hmm. has to be in the back of your mind. Yeah, Bean, it is. We've covered that. <laughs> and are you tempted at all to tell them about it? Just from a comedy standpoint, you're not going to believe what's been going on on the radio show lately. I come from um, a very Catholic family growing up. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about the birds and the bees. We don't talk about yeah, anything talk about like it. that. Because they're, they're doing it every they're day. They're too busy <laughs> too doing busy. it. Why yeah. would they talk about it? No. Lead we, by example. Mm. Is it possible, Allie, mm-hmm. this is a serious question, yeah. is it possible that your mom is having sex more than you are? Oh, I, it's possible that, you know, I was going to say <sighs> Mother Teresa, but I don't think she is. Um, but <laughs> no, she's, she's having about the same amount as me, is what I'm saying. Okay, so mom is uh, mom wins in that score. Yeah, okay. uh, yes, yes. All right, so then Omar gets involved, like he do, and he creates a song that we debuted a few days ago. Jetson, I don't think you've heard this yet, but here's Omar's take on on Allie's parents doing it. Allie's mom has got it going on. Allie's mom has got it going on. Allie, do you think your parents are taking a nap? (laughs) Taking a nap. Or maybe they're having fun in the sack. Boning in the sack. Oh, it's the latter, cause your mom's got it going on. Going on. And I don't think you knew 
but your dad's got a huge <laughs> dong. I mean, that huge stop. Dong. Just stop. Oh, how can you think they're really napping? Because we all know that they're up and boning. Boning. Allie's <laughs> mom has got it going on. She's got all the right sex moves and can go all night long. Allie, can't you see? Your mom is so sexy. You might think it's wrong, but your dad's got a huge <laughs> dong. What's that sound? It's an email coming in. Subject line is napping, but we all know they're boning. Okay. <laughs> I think I think we got the gist. We're good. I don't know. There's probably a bridge. Dong. Dong. <laughs> oh, Mars of Genius, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's better man. than the Smashing Pumpkins song. <laughs> so, um, Allie, I have bad news for you. What? And, and that is, uh, there's a new o- Omar song oh, as well. Oh, God. Because apparently he, like you, can't stop thinking about what's going on in your parents' house in Maine. So here's the latest from DJ Omar Khan. As you get another email, you know your dad's gonna nail your mom so much. She loves to feel his touch. No, they're not napping. They're gonna start boning, boning. So they head to the bedroom, which they call their big sex room. Allie, are you okay? Allie, are you okay? Are you okay, Allie? Mom's been hit by. Mom's been tapped by. Your dad's dingling. I'm the lucky one being the orphan. Oh. It's my favorite part of the show when they have the crazies on. I know. I feel so guilty for laughing, but it is so funny. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Our producer today brought our attention to an article that is really the most in-depth thing I have ever read about hugging. Apparently, science has been researching hugging a lot. And it turns out that there are lots of reasons why there are people like me who hate hugging and reasons why lots of other people live for it. Okay, before we get into the scientific part of it, why do you think you hate hugging? I don't like to be touched at all. In any way? I will shake hands. I'm okay with shaking hands. But you're just okay with shaking hands? It bothers you a little? I would prefer not to. Wow. In fact, thank God for President Obama for the fist bump, because that has been an improvement. Um, I I got to tell you, at previous uh, Weenie Roasts and Mm -hmm. Acoustic Christmas, I tell everybody, go up and give Bean a hug. He loves it. He adores it. (laughs) You're awesome. Um, But I, um, I mean, I don't like having my hair cut. Because there's a person right there on you. I, I, what? In, in a million years, I would never, ever, ever, ever have a massage. That's to me, is the grossest thing I can imagine is having somebody the touching me in that manner. Grossest thing you can imagine? Obviously, sex is way out. Sure. <laughs> You're not going to get a massage. And I, didn't, and I didn't know, and I think that's – I know we have a lot of ground to cover on this, but honestly, this article – uh, gets into people who weren't hugged as kids, and they don't develop what's called the cuddle hormone. It's a it's a it's a release of something called oxytocin. It's probably not how you pronounce it, mm-hmm. and it's what little kids develop as they uh, spend a lot of physical time with their parents, playing with them, being in their laps, being hugged, being tucked in, all of that sort of stuff. Listen to this, Kevin. Tell me if this sounds like this might be me. Without this hormone, it can be harder for people to pick up on social cues. What? And even be more sociable. What? So hugging and touching are incredibly important for youngsters. So I don't know, because I have no memory of my childhood. I don't know if maybe... Maybe I just that's didn't... why you have no memory of your childhood. 
Maybe I didn't come from a hugging family, but when we brought this up off the air yesterday, for instance, Kevin, you and Allie were both saying you guys grew up with hugs, right? Yeah. I mean, that was just a regular part of your life, and you're much more sociable people than I am. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So, but then, so I don't know. I might have learned something about myself from this uh, from this piece. But then Christine is here, our assistant producer, and she. Hey, Christine. We, we were talking hey, yesterday, and she said that she can't stand it either, for the most part, unless she knows them well. Yeah, strangers is really the thing that really it so makes me. I'm I'm uncomfortable talking about it right now. I think because I'm an incredibly affectionate person. Normally, mm-hmm. it's just when I don't know you, and especially when it's guys, mm-hmm. I it's like almost like well, repulsive. Just going in for a squeeze, though, and you know it. Well, <laughs> I think that's what she doesn't yeah. like. Being... Yeah, it's awful. I think also. But... But you're also pretty short and you have short arms, so they have to get in close enough just to hu- just to get anywhere near you. That's why you do the safety hug. It's the hug on top with uh, room on the bottom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Space the on the bottom. The safety hug is the one that most people do, and that's the one that I always start doing. And occasionally it is very shocking when somebody doesn't do the safety when hug. When they press themselves yes, up against that's you. That's really it's weird. very odd, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Christine, you hug people that you're friends with and yes. obviously family. You have no totally. problem with that. You just, uh, for understandable reasons, you just like to stay away from the from the strangers. Yeah, it's mainly guys, too, I think. Why of has course. the bro hug become so popular in recent years? Until about five years ago, you never saw grown men hugging each other when they met at a dinner or something. All like right, that. let's ask Omar about this one because okay. he's fine with that, but he's not—he's <laughs> not good with hugging. Yeah, so it's so funny, Bean. Um, I'm on board with like the massage. But I think massages are—I would never get one. I was really? speaking with Dave, and Dave's a hugger, uh-huh. and he was telling me that oh, the massage is—it's the one of the best things ever. And I was like, there is no way in a billion years I would ever get one. My mom, you know, definitely no hugging in my upbringing, mm-hmm. right? Someone didn't love you enough when you were little, did they? Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, So uh, it's weird because unlike Christine, even people that I know, I'm uncomfortable hugging. You're really? cool yeah. with the bro hug, though. I'm cool with the bro hug. If there's if there's like a some sort of so th- th- that's kind of like what I had to develop. Okay. So I'll mm-hmm. even I'll even bro hug my mother-in-law, for instance. Okay. You know, or it, bro it's hug a, your mother-in-law. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> that's we'll a put, sad little or, statement. Or what I do is uh, I'll just do the little sidestep and then just do the little side hug. That's and always with that. that's always uncomfortable because no one knows you're going for that. Yeah, move. everyone's right. going different ways. Yeah, and yeah, you like yeah. want to yeah. dance, but, and but, then but, it's weird. But 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 you know, I don't like anybody kind of like you know getting up all in my business and you know. Are they getting in your business when they they just hug you? Absolutely. Hmm. I just feel that's very intimate kind of thing that should be only you know between like and and on the flip side, me and my kids. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I was going to ask, hug are you hugging them? Every day. Oh, but that, I think that's awesome. But do and my you wife. think that's uh-huh. do you think that's a direct response to your parents and how they treated you? Like I'm not going to be that way. My kids are going to be well adjusted. No, because no. no, because I don't think about it. It just makes me feel good. Because huh. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm not thinking about it. I, I don't think about it that way. It just makes me feel good. And well, you know, it makes them feel good and feel loved too. Yeah. So uh, and you know. I'm not such a dick, so I'm not going to, you know, mm-hmm. straight Jerry Seinfeld somebody. You know what I mean? Say, no, you know, it, 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 especially with this job, people really think they know you. They have this personal connection. So, so I they think, hire you as a DJ. Or, yeah, and or, they feel or, like they or, know or wherever, you know, out in the wild, and they feel like, you know, oh, yeah, we could hug Omar because, you know, hey, we know him on the radio, likable guy or whatever that, you know, they their feelings are on me. You know what I mean? I didn't really know that this many people had problems with hugging. Chip, yeah. Chip, I didn't know people considered Omar a likable guy. Right? <laughs> Chip? No, I'm cool with hugs. Cool with hugs, okay. Yeah, I think you gauge it. With, yeah. if, if, gauge a, it. if it's a situation with strangers, 
obviously you don't want to hug them, don't hug them. But some, sometimes this is what I do when I meet someone and I, I feel like I know them somehow, like mm-hmm. we've talked online something, I'll look at them and I'll do a look and I'll be like, I'm a hugger. And it just gets the weirdness. You say that? Out. Yes, you say those I've words? done it here. Okay. Like, I'm a hugger. And put your arms out. And then they have to. Do it's you guys? Awesome. That's not nice. It's awesome. <laughs> Do you guys remember when we would have guests in and I would go hug? Yes. And then a few of them didn't like it, and yeah. you guys started calling me names and stuff. We call yeah. it the, the Kevin Smother hug. Yes. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, Oh no, I'm doing something completely wrong. So now I reach out my hand to shake the hand, uh-huh. and occasionally, like Kurt Sutter, right, came in and he gave me a hug, sure. even though I was like, oh, He's like, No, don't not that. Let's do a hug. And I was mm-hmm. like, Okay, great. But I literally changed the way I do it because you guys oh, were mocking no. me. Oh, yes. sorry, Kevin. Well, no, I don't want to make people uncomfortable. I just didn't know that this made anyone uncomfortable. Like, I'm going to hug Omar all the time. All the time. Same. 24-7. I can't have a boner when you hug me, though. Right. <laughs> okay, good. Gentlemen, I don't mind telling you, I've never heard a bigger crock of bull crap in my life. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. To, uh, call these people Kevin's people mm-hmm. that I'm about to introduce you to because I do love them so much. This is a woman who had sex with 20 ghosts and is now engaged to one. Oh, luck out. A British... now, we've, we've met her before. On one time show, before right? in December. Her name is Amethyst Realm. She told a British TV show ITV that she cheated on her fiance. <gasps> How dare she? What with a, a ghost. What a whore. Wait, a real human? Real human fiance. Okay. With a ghost. She cheated on the mm. guy so that she could have sex with the ghost. Mm. Now, is that really cheating if she had sex with something that's not a real person? She says, in her own words, the orgasms are better. Okay. Wow. Fair with enough. the ghost. So she goes back on ITV, their morning show, to do an interview. And they're going to do this. is a pretty long clip. You can stop at any point if you want. But they're sort of setting up and asking her a bunch of questions so you get the idea. To people who will be scratching their heads and say, get out of it. Come on. This didn't happen. Um... This is a real presence in your in your life. You're a spiritual guidance counselor. You're used to this sort of thing. You open up channels to the other side. I do, yeah. And this is a channel that, um, well, you're really connected with. Very much so, yeah. At uh, This person, this, this presence, um, can you tell us anything about him, her, it? I refer to it as him, because that's easier. Yeah. Um, By the way, um, you don't get to refer to them as him because as, it's easier. Isn't it a him or a her? Also, I don't know. Or, the, or it's undecided? I mean, There's no... And maybe she's attracted to dead people because her personality is dead. Yeah, it's, it is pretty dead, yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's very ancient, very wise, very kind. Has and been on the planet before? I would say for a very long time, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when did you first encounter this presence? Um, when I was over in Australia and I was taking a walk out in the bush mm-hmm. and just suddenly... It approached me. And is this yeah. something you can see or just something you no, feel? something you feel. So, yeah, just like a physical, an emotional sort of physical presence. Okay, listen, mm. stop saying both of those words. It's either emotional or physical. Yeah, she's not very clear. Right. These, yeah. uh, these hosts are treating her with complete seriousness. They do the mm-hmm. whole interview, and I don't know how. I don't know how I'm either. fascinated by them, but they keep trying to, like, help her appear like she's telling the truth. Yeah, they're going for their Pulitzer. Right, exactly. <laughs> so then they ask about, you know, it's important when you're, if you're a young woman dating an old, old, wise man, mm-hmm. what do you talk about? We don't have a need for conversation. It's more just like about emotion and feeling and connection. And banging, apparently, because she's having <laughs> sex with this ghost all the time. No need to talk. We just bang. 
I wonder if there's no conversation because there's no ghost. She wants to have a baby with said ghost. Okay. Wow. Ghost baby? Well, that's what they ask. You feel that you're going to connect to such a degree, am I right, that you will have a spiritual or physical baby? I hope so. What, what yeah. spiritual or physical? Um, One or the other. Well, I would hope physical. I'm not sure what it will turn out like, but... But you, but you believe that together. there would be a physical... a child? Yeah, yeah, whether it be in spirit form or human form, I don't know. Mm. I mean, that's really rolling the dice to have a baby and not know at the end of that's it whether what my it's, thought is, it's is going to be it, human or ghost. Isn't the answer to that question really important? Yes. Yeah. The, the interviewers did hold her hold her to it, though, really repeating the question <laughs> to an absolute mad woman three times to get a real answer. We've talked to Drew about ghost loads before. Yes, yeah, true. Yes. I feel like she's doing the right thing It's a thing real here. thing. It's real, yeah. yeah. So she leaves Australia, and when she got on the plane, she was really sad because she had to leave the ghost behind. To her surprise, the ghost went with her. She suddenly realized it surprised me, and, yeah, come with me. I'm, try- I'm trying to understand this. Is this similar to being... Possessed. No. No? It's similar to a normal earthbound relationship. Just well, except, my partner happens except, to be a spirit. Except it's not like because it's not. no one can meet or, or yeah. see or greet or maybe this is like having a really nice dream. There you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that you can go back into and opt into whenever you want. Right. No, I'd say it's definitely real. I'm definitely awake. He's given her every out possibility. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's just a dream. Have you thought of that? Mm. No, it's definitely real and emotional. So now he asks, how exactly does sex with a ghost work? You're awake. What are you feeling? Are you, are you being touched? Are you being held? Are you being kissed? Are you being... Or is it just conversation? Sometimes, yeah. And that's just like a normal relationship. So you get excited, you get turned on by this relationship? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, you did, you did say that actually on the flight back from Australia, um, you did... Okay, on the flight back from Australia, you did... See a movie and it was good. Okay, Allie? <laughs> oh, she, uh... Bean? I gotta agree with Allie. Yeah. yeah. Actually go into the loo and do what some people do. Oh. Member of the Mile High Club. Member of the Mile High Club. Why'd they have to go in the bathroom? <laughs> That's what they asked her. <laughs> oh, they did? She good. said, because I'm not comfortable. I couldn't get oh, into it in yeah. front of She's people. Private. Right. She's very private. Uh-huh. Right, so she joined the Solo Mile High Club, which, by the way, I'm a member of too, so what? <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's not a big deal. <laughs> It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Introducing Rock and Roll. Time for people who don't. Okay. <laughs> the Kevin and... Oops, sorry. Bean, look what you did. Look what you did. Dumb. You, you got thrown Kevin off. all out of his How zone. How did I do that? I was just checking on Blanche. Yeah, but it took so long, and Dave yes. didn't answer, and then we were but, trying to figure out what you were doing. And but now Kevin's ha- thinking about dogs. Uh, right? <laughs> Jesus. People are dumb. A uh, man operating a go-kart Thursday night has been charged with driving under the influence. Okay. On a go-kart. Sure. Stopped around 11.45 after police noticed it on a street in Carlisle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was driving it down a street. <laughs> He's 31 year, years old. Uh, in addition to DUI, he was charged with driving under a suspended license, DUI-related possession of a small amount of marijuana, and other traffic offenses. Oh, I hear you uh, snickering, Kevin, but if you had a go-kart, there's a 100% chance that you would take it out onto the streets in your neighborhood. Yes. 100%. Yes, but I wouldn't if I was drunk. Okay, good. Okay. But yeah, of course. Sure. 
I would drink first on purpose after before I uh, drove one of those. Here's another uh, uh, drunken driving story, unfortunately, out of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State Police say a woman uh, was arrested on drunk driving, so they called the tow truck. And then the tow truck driver was arrested for drunk driving. Oh, my God. <laughs> Same story. Who did, who did he call? 51-year-old Patricia O'Donnell of Marston Mills had been stopped by a trooper on Saturday night, arrested for dr- driving under the influence. Then 25-year-old Brandon Fenton had been dispatched by the towing company, and police saw him go over the white line off the right side of the road, almost hit a pole, and then came back oh, on. Geez. So they gave him a test to see if he was driving under the influence, and he was as well. It's, a, it's an epidemic, you guys, right? A man in Nashville was suspected of huffing and doing naked jumping jacks in a women's restroom of a South Nashville fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Brody Young, 25 years old, was taken into custody on Monday on charges of criminal trespassing, public intoxication, and public indecency. Metro police were called earlier in the day to McDonald's, uh, where a man was wearing no clothing, was locked in the women's restroom, and refused to leave. Look, I know he was drunk and all, and that's the primary explanation for this. He was huffing. Okay, huffing, sorry. But what's going on in his mind where he needs to do naked jumping jacks? I mean, it's tough to tell what a person huffing is thinking. Yeah, I do some of my best cardio after I huff. Do (laughs) you? Yes. (laughs) The naked man was locked in a stall where management said he had, quote, been all day. Oh, Police reported Young was erratic, doing jumping jacks, and hitting the wall and smelled strongly of chemical fumes as if he was huffing. Okay. Court records uh, show that uh, he had prior charges for huffing. Shocking. This guy really has problems with huffing. Yeah. Remember when Bean told Dr. Drew he wanted to huff? Look, everything that comes along that's trendy, I talk to Dr. Drew about whether I should do it or not. Huffing. Bean's and like, he, should I do it, Dr. Drew? <laughs> and he always talks me out of it, too. I, Weird. I've, I've said a million a times, if Dr. Drew would sign off on some of these crazy things, like I always talk about LSD, if he would sign off on it, I would do it. He but, has uh, signed off on the mushrooms. Right. And Good he, point. So, Have you done that? Right. Uh, no, not oh, yet. You're all talk then, I guess. Not you yet. live in the best area ever to take mushrooms and go on a little walk. Not yet, mm-hmm. like you're going to. Right. You're just holding off for the right minute. This but, was like you know, three years ago you asked him. But I'm, I'm sad now that I never got to huff because it sounds like a lot of fun. It's still available. <laughs> yeah, it's still a thing. <laughs> but if you end you up still in a, a McDonald's <laughs> ladies' room doing naked jumping jacks, I think that's for me. There's, that is very much on brand for me. Sure. Uh, here's another naked story. I'm not exactly sure why everybody's getting naked, but they are. Police say Eric Stagno, who's 34, stripped naked in a crowded gym this weekend. He had stripped naked, did yoga poses in the middle of the gym, um, and apparently he was arrested at Planet Fitness. When officers arrived, they found him there completely nude on his knees in a yoga-type position. He walked into the gym, stripped down at the door... And then proceeded to walk to the back and forth uh, several times before sitting down on a yoga mat. Hmm. Police arrested him, and he said, I thought this was a no-judgment zone. (laughs) (laughs) He he was shaming the police. How dare you charge me for being naked? It's true. You want to go to a gym and not be judged with how you look? You're Uh there to better yourself. Exactly. I support him. (laughs) People are dumb. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. When you see a photo of bloody underwear under any circumstances, there's no possibility that there's good news happening. Correct. 
And one was making the rounds this uh, this week with Bryce Mitchell. Now, I am not familiar with Bryce Mitchell, but he was, uh, what did Dave say? He was on the... Ultimate U- Fighter. Ultimate Fighter, yeah. How did he do it? What uh, what what did he do to his testes, Kevin? I, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I didn't really want to go into that story much. All right. It's not good. Allie, will you read his statement so I don't have to? Am I allowed to say what he ripped the way yes. he says yes. it? Okay. Yes. Here's his statement. And he, wow. I hope this is going to feel less painful mm. for Kevin and me to not have to say these okay. words. Yeah. It'll temper it a little bit if it comes from I don't know. I still have to hear it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I was going to train today, but I ripped my nutsack in half. I'm about to get stitched up. I was holding a board over my head with the drill in my pants. I was sizing up the board, and the drill went off and tangled my nuts up in it. Oh, my God. All right, hold on. Hold on. Stop right there. Mm -hmm. Hold on. I'm holding a board over my head Mm -hmm. with a drill in my pants. Like he probably put it between his legs type of thing. Between his legs. Okay. Sizing up the board, and the drill went off. Yeah. And it was just too close to his crotch, I guess. Right. Okay. Don't like it. Going on, he said, I dropped the board and reversed the drill and untangled my nutsack, but they was ripped in half. Oh, no. I'm serious, too, LOL. (laughs) That is not an LOL. There's no LOL there. (laughs) That is an incorrect use of LOL. I obviously can't post a pic. Thank God. That isn't good for you. No. But when my nuts are healed back, (laughs) sealed back up, I'm going to come train again. I think a high kick would re-rip them. Ha ha. Oh. And if I hear any S puns about this whole, this is nutty or screwed up, I ain't talked to you for about a month. <laughs> All right. So he had a drill accident, yes. essentially. And I and I know that lots of people get injured when they're doing, you know, they're doing construction or they're doing hardware, or they're doing crafts or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, you're using tools. People chop off fingers and things like that. But we're specifically talking about genitals today that's what we're talking about you injured your junk and a few minutes ago Allie, i asked you if uh, if this happens to ladies as well mm-hmm. and the first thing you said was what you ever rode a bike dear kevin and bean erica writes in from the oc hey kevin and bean i was on a bike ride with my dad when i flipped over the handlebars and a handlebar went up my junk oh, oh. lord i had very bloody underwear later on and a bruised pelvic bone for a week no fun at all, Erica. I'd like to take a vote again, uh-huh. if I could, yeah. and just say, are we positive we want to continue with this yeah. topic? Um, or do we want to take calls? I might second to no. <laughs> um, the more we get into it and the more it's starting to hurt already. Mm. By the way, Bryce Mitchell, the uh, UFC fighter, the MMA fighter, who ripped his, uh, ripped his nuts with the drill, he tweeted this morning, <laughs> Well, Mama, we made it. Sports Center is talking about my nutsack. <laughs> Bryce Mitchell is forever going to be the guy who drilled his nuts. Yeah, yeah, that's not what you want. No. Now, Kevin, uh, tell your story because it's one Do of my I favorites have to? Of, of, young, of young lamb stories. I was a pitcher in high school in baseball, and I was throwing smoke. By Where the way, you? throwing yeah. smoke. Cool. Um, and I threw a fastball right over the plate, and the batter made. Perfect contact with it. Mm-hmm. And it was a line drive right back at me in my junk. No. Before I could before I could move my hands or get in the way or jump right. out of the way or anything, it came back so fast. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got a, it's coming at you like a hundred hundred miles an hour. And I just kinda of, kinda of stood there and this sort of fell over. Yeah. 
And I laid out there on the ground, and I needed to throw up, and I didn't know. My head was spinning, and I didn't know it was happening. And I just laid there and laid there. And my coach, who was a very funny guy, he was a very young guy, he came out, and he leaned over, and he whispered to me, uh, you know, everyone's watching you, right? <laughs> that made it better. <laughs> and, I mean, there it was uh, – it was swollen, I'm going to say, four times as big. Wow. For two to three days. What a letdown when the swelling goes down, right? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> well, no, you don't want no. your testicles no? oh. swollen, Allie. No, that's um, not uh, ideal. All right, I have two questions. One oh. is uh, cup or no cup? Um, No, hmm, I don't know. I don't remember. Because okay. I think it would help if you had a cup. Yeah, think, it may have yeah. all come off if I didn't have a cup. Yeah, right. And thing two is, uh, and it doesn't sound like this happened to you, but I understand that if you get hit hard enough in the testicles, it can you can pass out. Like, instantly, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it knocks you out. I think I did pass out two or three times while I was laying there because oh, I was God. very confused about what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I would sort of wake up and look up and see people around me, and then I felt the need to throw. It's the worst. Yeah. And anytime I, mean, I hear one of these stories, I feel myself like I need to throw up again. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a sensitive area, guys. It's not ideal. It is sensitive. All right, let's get into Raul's call. Glassell Park, like that's a place? Line two? Hey, really? Glassell Park. Hey, Raul. Where's Glassell Park, Raul? Uh, it's actually Glassell Park, and it's over just uh, just east of Dodger Stadium, actually. Oh, all no right. No kidding. All right, well, good for you. Are you serious, <laughs> Pete? I never heard of it before. Have you? Yes. You're an idiot. Kevin, have you heard of it before? Not once. Okay. <laughs> All right, Raul. We're talking about we're talking about uh, genital injuries. What happened, sir? Well, uh, I was uh, I'm a plumber, so we got to an apartment building, and there's a wrought iron security gate around this building. Oh no! And uh, we tried to get a hold of the tenant, which wasn't replying. So uh, I decided that I was going to take the lead and jump over the security fence. Mm. Sure got onto the doorknob and was putting my leg over it, slipped, and then I felt a warm liquid coming down my leg. Oh. I'm not enjoying this. (laughs) I'm not having fun. So the fence, one of the sharp parts of the fence, just did it go through your testicle? It went through my jeans, through my boxers, and yes, it went, not the actual testicle, but the sack. Oh, dude! Oh, I don't, I don't have those, and I'm in pain. Was it difficult to remove you from it, or did you? I mean, did they have to cut Were it you away? Stuck or? there for like no. six hours. He's still there. <laughs> no, actually, I just uh, once I started feeling the warm, uh, like down yeah. my leg, I just stood up, you know, got back up and came okay, off, good. and then realized that it was blood. Oh, my yeah, God. Wow. good times. All right, Raul, thank you so much for calling, sir. We appreciate it. Were you like Raul? Share your story. We'll talk to you next on K Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Let's go clean up the hallway. There's nothing in the hallway. <laughs> so I'll be right back. Not it's a thing. Really dirty. Really? You don't want to hear some more of this? And I, I'll i be back in a second. Probably uh, six, seven minutes. Huh. We were talking about uh, Bryce uh, Mitchell, the UFC fighter, who ripped his nutsack, his words, in half with a drill injury. So that's what we're talking about here today. Man, we're getting some good ones here. Yeah. From the 951. So, as a kid, I climbed a metal pole and was going to slide down like a fireman once I got to the top. 
there was a hook for a volleyball net oh. that I didn't notice on my way up, Mm-mm. but it hooked through my sack on mm. the way down. Mm. My mom had to come lift me off once she heard me yelling, holy F, it was horrible. Mm. Uh, Luis writes in, my great-grandfather was a Spanish bullfighter. First of all, shame on him. Second of all, he split his unit in half during a bullfight. His girlfriend at the time broke up with him because of it, but according to him, she missed out because after it was sewn back together and healed, it was twice the normal size permanently. Mm. Is that what you want, though? I mean, uh, look, at least there was some upside at the end of his journey, right? It wasn't all bad news. All right, let's let's get back to some calls. Let's start with Mary Silverlake, please, line six. Hi, Mary. Thank you for calling. Thank you for holding on. Hi. Um, So several years ago, I was... Uh, 18, about to start college as a dance major, um, and just my luck, I was dancing in my living room four days before I was supposed to go move into college, mm-hmm. and I did a leap, and I stumbled, and I landed kind of on the back side of the couch, like straddling it, Right. And and it really hurt, but the worst part was after a couple hours, there was some swelling and I ended up developing a, what's called a labial hematoma. Okay. So, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That doesn't so sound sexy. It was a balloon. Oh. And I had to go to the doctor and have it surgically drained. Okay. So, all right. Hey, this has been fun, everybody. Thanks for how, calling. How do, you, how do you have a story? How are you a, a dancer who's 18 who has a story about a labia and you figure out a way to make it not sexy? <laughs> I know, it was the, the worst thing ever. And then a couple of days later, I moved into my new dorm in college, and I was the dance major who couldn't walk, and everyone wanted to know why I was on crutches. Mm. <laughs> oh, Mary, did it ultimately heal fine and How you're okay now? How long do we have to talk to Mary? I just want to make sure she's okay now. Are you all right now? It's now, yes. Okay, it's, good. It's All right. Healed. I love you, Mary. Nothing against I you. I do too. Thank you for the call. We Get appreciate it. Labia drain. <laughs> oh, yes. Crap. Oh. I never want to hear those two words Same. together. Oh. Um, well, that's it. That's all we're out of time. No, everybody. we got Carly. We got Carly from Fullerton. She's another uh, lady injury on line seven, please. Carly, thank right. you for listening to the Kevin Beach Show. What happened to you? Hi, when I was about six, I was climbing a tree house, and I just remember my foot slipping, and I just landed all my weight on the wooden rung of the tree house, and I just remember screaming, my parents running out, and then I had to pee, and it went bad for a couple weeks after that. Oh, oh my God. man. Now, are you like us when uh, once it's happened to you once, can you visualize it the rest of your life? Like, that's a pain you'll never forget. Um, I think most of it I blurred from my memory. Okay, so I think that's yeah. that's, I so think that's smart. Thank you for the call. Kevin, I know you want to talk to Malcolm. He's in Burbank. He's I on line two up next. time, though. Man, we're running late. We got a but, lot of good but, stuff. But you'll really enjoy Malcolm's story. Get to coming up. Hey, good morning, guys. Just Kevin a minute. Bean, Allie. <laughs> Hi, Malcolm. What happened? So this happened to my cousin. I was in Johnny Carson Park in Burbank, and uh, we were... Um, we were uh, at a family barbecue, and uh, we were just playing some baseball, and then we got tired of, you know, playing catch. So we decided to see which one of us can, you know, knock a few home runs or knock a few balls out of the park. So um, I went up first, and I tossed the ball up. And when I swung, I totally missed the ball. But the follow-through um, 
went right to my cousin who was standing directly behind me, right to his ball sack. Oh, so, went, went all the way around and hit him. Exactly, yeah. So he just instantly started screaming, fell to the floor. This is between the age of like 11 and 13, somewhere like 12. So, yeah. I, I would like to say, and I don't know what the rules were for your game, Malcolm, I think that counts as a home run. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's two yeah, balls, Bean. <laughs> two balls, no strikes. All right, just just zero and two. Sorry, thanks for calling. All right, Are we, can we be done? Really, two and zero. Oh, I guess makes more sense. Yeah, I think we're done now. Okay. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Time for animal stories. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. A lot of uh, a lot of animals in the news again this week. It doesn't always end well for the humans that interact with them. I'm warning you. Oh, great. Kind of kind of a, a brutal when animals attack edition today. Great. But we will start. That'll cheer with, us all up. We'll start with something fun. A little bit of a uh, palate cleanser here. And this is Matt Harden is a man who put a post up on the internet of his little dog Riley. And here's what it says. Is it just me, or does it sound like Riley is singing Toxic by Britney Spears? Let's hear some Riley. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's the entire clip. It's three seconds long. It has been viewed already more than five million times. Now let's see what Riley sounds like when you put him together with the Britney song. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean. Feeling it. The dog loves Britney Spears. Riley. He does. He is right on. That's is that awesome. great or what? <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Now prepare to get sad. Okay, great. Here's a uh, Tarkington, Texas man. Kevin, this is going to be uh, your world's uh, worst nightmare here. Okay. He's 81 years old. He runs a roadside vegetable stand and he's out plowing a field there in Texas. When he was attacked by bees, he says he was running his bulldozer, helping his cousin clear a right away for a fence, and all of a sudden he saw a black cloud of bees surrounding him. He jumped off the bulldozer, left it running, took off through the woods, trying to make his way to a lake that he had dug on the property. He was stung more than 1,000 <gasps> times. Wow. Ooh. Wow. With bees stinging every part of his body, including his face and eyes. He oh, ran... man, they stung his eyes? They did. He ran toward the direction of the lake, unable to clearly see where he was going. I he said, ran what, toward what he thought was the direction <laughs> of the lake. Right. <laughs> I said, Lord, help me. When I fell down trying to get out of the bees, he said to me, walk by faith. So I did. Look, I sometimes mock true believers. Right. But if believing in the Lord gets you through being stung by a thousand bees in the moment, more power to you, my, my friend. I jumped into the pond, but I could still hear the bees under the water. Oh, uh, What? That's when he discovered that some of the bees had burrowed into his ear canals. Okay. Oh, All my right. God. Why are you doing this? Causing one eardrum to burst. You said you had hundreds of stories a couple days ago. Use some of those. 
his uh, wife of 57 years, Mary, uh, was on the road waiting for her husband. She did not immediately recognize him as he ran toward the vehicle. Oh. I couldn't tell it was him right away. But they got him to the hospital in nearby Cleveland. She says God had Cleveland Emergency Hospital ready for him. I just know it. He says they gave me a lot of Benadryl. I don't remember much after that, but my heart seemed to settle down and I was okay. The nurses, by the way, had to remove painstakingly one by one all 1,000 plus stingers from the bees. That is not good. Looks like he's going to be fine, by the way. Police call it a botched case of rattlesnake revenge. This is also in Texas. These are two men who live in RVs next to each other. They ran into some sort of a controversy, some sort of an argument. And one of them, Ryan Sauter, decided that he was going to show his next-door neighbor, Keith Monroe, what's up. He caught a rattlesnake, and with his teeth, he bit off the rattler so that... When he put it into his neighbor's RV, his neighbor wouldn't be able to hear the snake because he didn't have a rattler. Are you kidding? The plan was that he was going to try to put a snake in the RV of his neighbor, hoping that that snake would then bite his neighbor. Did he not have a knife? Why did he bite it off? (laughs) I don't know. That's insane. I think you use what you've got, Kevin. What? That's what he had. Well, bring a knife. Well, (laughs) he brought a snake to a knife fight. So Uh, weird. The neighbor said, I freaked out. I just couldn't believe it happened. But the neighbor was not bitten by the snake. He used a machete to kill the snake, then called the sheriff's deputy, and his neighbor was uh, arrested. That is, uh, you know, you don't usually see a a man bites snake story. That is not something you see very common. Here's one that uh, many of the Kevin and Bean listeners were actually happy about. Did you hear about the poachers in South Africa who were eaten by lions? Yeah. I didn't, but I love that. They were out poachers there. Poachers are the worst. They are the worst. Yep. They were out there at the Saboya Game Reserve, and they went out there with all of their tools, high-powered rifles, silencers, axes, wire cutters, and their plan was that they were going to shoot and kill rhinos and saw off their horns, which is just a despicable thing to do. Despicable. Uh, Early the next morning, an anti-poaching dog on patrol gave its handler a warning that something was amiss, and then they found all the bodies. There was a skull found in the area, as well as half a pelvis. Very little was left, and it was determined that, yes, it was lions who took down the poachers. Holy crap. It seems like, and you'll be interested in this, Kevin, because you've been to Africa on these safaris, it seems like the lions are fine with the vehicles, the motorized vehicles that go through the reserve. They're used to those. Yeah, they are. Mm -hmm. But these poachers were on foot, and that, they think, is what tipped the lions off to this was something different and may have involved food. Uh, asked why the lions would attack, he said they are opportunists. They will go after anything they see, even if they've just had a meal. Whether they were hungry or not, that is not necessarily the point. If you stumble upon them and don't act the right way, they will see you as prey. And when you run, they will chase you. Plus, poachers are the worst. Poachers are the worst. What a Uh, bummer, though. Half a pelvis? Like, I'd be bummed that my (laughs) pelvis wasn't tasty. Wouldn't you? I mean, at that point, you're not alive. I don't know. So I don't think you would have a All right. thought on that. Allie, if it if it helps, I've heard your pelvis is tasty. Thank you, Bean. Uh, Ricky Gervais <laughs> had the best uh, the best line on this, though. Rest in pieces is what he said. Oh. <laughs> and that is Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. <laughs> It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Blame! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.